What would you do if you got scammed? Would you suffer in silence or would you do something about it? Well, I got scammed once and this is the story of what I did. I'm Justin Sales, the host of The Wedding Scammer, a true crime podcast from The Ringer. And for seven episodes, we're hunting a con man, a guy with a lot of aliases, a guy who's ruined a lot of weddings. And with the help of some friends, I just might be able to catch him. Listen to The Wedding Scammer on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it you can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. Hi, I'm Tara Palmieri. I'm Puck's senior political correspondent, and this is Somebody's Gotta Win. For this episode, I bring in legendary Democratic strategist James Carville. You know, the raging Cajun from Louisiana who was the top strategist for Bill Clinton, and he was an expert on really tapping into the black vote um, at that time. And, you know, he's seen as one of the, still at 79 years old, one of the top poobahs in the party uh, for what's going on, for the real talk, you know, the salty convo. Uh, we talk about how Biden is struggling with the Hispanic, Black, and youth vote. This is a very reliable coalition for the Democratic Party, but right now, Biden's only pulling about one point ahead of them with Trump in some of the recent polls. I know it's a year out, as they say, polls aren't everything. And some people are just responding in protest to what they're unhappy with about the administration. But, you know, he's pretty befuddled as anyone else about why they're so unhappy with Biden and how to win them back. Some of the polling shows that the same group is unhappy with the way that the administration is handling the war in Israel. But, you know, they did help him in 2020. James says that he's worried that this reliable coalition may turn to third parties or may not turn out at all. We've talked a lot about this and how it will help Donald Trump. Here are some political updates from over the weekend. The great congressional fabulist George Santos was finally expelled from Congress over campaign finance concerns. I know we haven't talked a ton about it on the show, but I'm sure if you're interested in politics, you, you've heard that he was spending campaign money on OnlyFans, Sephora, Ferragamo. He was lying about his 
identity, his resume, everything. He will appropriately be the first member to be booted from Congress without a criminal conviction since the Civil War. But get this, HBO just optioned Mark Chisano's new book about Santos, The Fabulist, The Lying, Hustling, Grifting, Stealing, and Very American Legend of George Santos. So we'll get to see a theatrical version of George Santos's life and lies. I'm sure it'll be a little bit like Catch Me If You Can. Now on the 2024 campaign trail, Lots of dysfunction over the weekend around Ron DeSantis. Um, It's his super PAC, Never Back Down. Yes, it's not his campaign. It's an outside organization. But because Ron DeSantis has relied so heavily on the super PAC, this is very concerning. The super PAC has been doing so many campaign activities for him, Um, you know, travel, hosting events, door knocking, ground operations. And that's because they spent a lot of their campaign money up front and $130 million at one point was in the super PAC. Yeah. Well, that same super PAC fired its nine day old CEO, Kristen Davison, its comms director, Aaron Perrine, its operations director, Matt Palmisano. Then there were departures over the last few weeks from its CEO and others, board members. It's just looking like a mess. And now people are saying that the chief architect of the super PAC, Jeff Rowe, we talk about him often. He's one of the, you know, big gurus of GOP politics, Republican consultants in town that he may be out soon. Who knows? This is not looking good for Ron DeSantis as he hits the 99th county in Iowa in his Iowa or bust campaign. So we'll see what happens with this super PAC. They've already launched a new one, and I've heard that a lot of the money and activities are moving over there already. Now, that debate with Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis. I thought it was, you know, pretty messy, but they got their points across. I was actually listening to it rather than watching it uh, because I had to drive at the same time. I thought Newsom had a hard time getting in, but maybe that was just because it was a Fox News debate and Hannity, you know, seemed prepped and ready to go to shoot down every um, one of his lines. But, you know, I also think Ron DeSantis did better than I predicted. I'm wondering if you agree with me. Send me your thoughts at Tara at Puck.News and I can share your feedback. And now to the Ragin' Cajun. James. Thanks so much for coming on the show. You are a legend in democratic politics and uh, you've been around long enough to see the democratic bedwetting, to know when it was justified, when it wasn't. And we're kind of in this, you know, state right now around the Biden campaign and just like general fears that he's a weak candidate. Uh, We can get into that later. I think the polls definitely show that, but You've got a lot to say, and I'm wondering, like, what's on your mind right now about the general state of the campaign? Well, I mean, we were less than a year out, approaching 11 months out. And, uh, you know, the good news, it's pretty evident Trump can't get to 50. The bad news is he doesn't need to get to 50. Why doesn't he need to get to 50? Because the third parties. He got he got a high percent of the vote in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin and Arizona in 2020 than he got in 2016. He won them all in 2020 and none of them in 2016. There's a problem with the commentariat is they don't understand political math. Okay. So uh, then you got no labels, you got Bobby Kennedy, you got Cornell West, you got God knows what else out there. Right. You know, I was really helped out in Brandon Prescott in Mississippi, and there was a third party that was running, and she backed out and endorsed Brandon. But they couldn't get a name off the ballot. But in every polling place had a sign saying that 
candidate XYZ has officially dropped out of the race. And she still got 1.4%. Yeah. And, and that's 1.4% is, is, is a lot. But they're going to get right. a lot more than that. They're polling around 20% now. Right. And this is kind of like the Jill Stein thing, like what happened to Hillary Clinton in Michigan, Pennsylvania. One of the, the, the very challenging problems we face. Okay. So it's third parties, and that's why they should be concerned right now. I mean, I talked to you the other day um, about this major problem that Biden has with Black, Hispanic, and young voters. It's like this Gen Z backlash. What can he really do about it? And are these the type of voters that go for third parties? Is that why there's like a concern and linkage between the two? Well, yes. I, I, I think that they're, they're more likely than than other voters to, you know, take a look at a third party or something outside of the system. I think that a lot of a lot of them, are, I think, somewhat justifiably kind of completely turned off by the choices that they have. And uh, it's, 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 tre- it's treacherous out there. That's all I can say. And I, I don't know of anybody with a political IQ hard in room temperature that doesn't agree with me. Okay. So what's going on with Black turnout? It just seems like it's lower than 2020. And how do you get that back? I don't know. And I've asked people, people have called me. I'm doing a Zoom with in Louisiana with some prominent black activists, I guess I'd say, but people are very plugged into politics. And I'm open to ideas, uh, but I haven't really heard anything that addresses this. I, I think the party should do a lot of research and find out why we're not connecting out there. But it, it turned out it's been abysmal. It just has. And to to not understand that is to just have your head in the sand. Are these the type of voters that are just like, I'm not going out because I don't like the choices and I'm protesting? Or are they just like, I don't have the time? Do you think these are the voters that are angry about Biden's handling of the war, you know, because I've seen these polls that say like voters 18 to 34, 70% of them disapprove of Biden's handling of the war. So I'm, I'm going to be 80. Okay. Here. I can't totally understand the motives of a 24 year old. Right. But I do know that through research and, you know, listening and, and hard work, you, you, you're, you can able to see what, what it is that, that is turning them off and what it is that, that might stimulate them in a different direction. But I don't think anybody else does. Where we've had black candidates, the turnout had, has still been abysmal. Uh, Louisiana being a, a standout exemption, but in Georgia, North Carolina, Florida, all of this in 2022, we had terrible black turnout. Wisconsin. So it's something that I, I readily admit I don't know. And I have yet to talk to anybody that does know. All right. Well, then that's a real problem. Yeah, it's a, it's a, little bit of a, a little bit of a problem. When you have a problem that is as critical as this and no one has an answer to it, you better start trying to figure something out. It's crazy, too, because like this was the coalition, you know, youth, young people, blacks, Hispanics that delivered the White House for Obama, right? Like the last Democratic president. And is that transferable? Can Obama come out and like help Biden with this? You're asking me a question that I readily admit I don't know the answer to. You're younger, a lot younger than me. (laughs) You know, it's hard to be in my position in life and say, I just don't know. That's a 
truth of the matter. And I haven't talked to anybody. Now, people ask me questions, and I think I don't know. And, and but I, I haven't. I, I get some answers that look like they make some sense to me. But we are right now. I think the biggest thing we have going for us is just utter sheer fear. I mean, that's the thing I always hear from people in D.C. and, you know, working for the campaigns. They're like, well, they'll come out in the end. They don't want Trump abortion. You know, that'll be on the ballot. It's going to they'll have an option. There'll be a choice. They'll come out in the end. I don't know. That's that's a kind of that's a big gamble. Yeah, I I mean, that's certainly something that you you say, well, the economy is really starting to get better. They'll start feeling it. They'll have something at risk that traditionally have voted Democratic. They'll see, you know, the horrors, and that may be true. I can't tell you that that's a, a you know, cockamamie reasoning. Yeah. The, the consequences of being wrong here are, well, might be the end of the Constitution. Seriously. I can tell you from what I hear, I mean, I'm 36, but I still, you know, I'm a millennial, I guess, older millennial. And what I hear from people is they are just so defeated by the options. They just can't believe that the two likely nominees are Donald Trump, Joe Biden. They don't even want to believe it. They think there's no chance that that Biden's going to be on the ticket. And they don't and they equally don't think there's a chance that Trump will be on the ticket. And I have to tell them you're wrong. <laughs> Biden will be on the ticket and so will Trump. Hopefully, yeah. But when when the choice becomes apparent, hopefully they'll arrive at a different conclusion, but I don't know that. Right now, where they are is not a very good place. I know. And I just, I wonder if leaving them alone for months is the way to deal with it, or do you need to get them activated now? Again, I got to repeat something I'm saying the whole time. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, but I, to my knowledge, it's not a very big effort to find out. It, okay. it, you know, what I would do is the DNC has $18 million. I'd take $10 million of it and get world class researchers, posters, focus group operators on the street interviews. And mm. I wouldn't talk to young people in Washington and New York or Los Angeles or Portland. I, I would mm. talk to minimum wage workers, community college students, mm-hmm. ass transit users. I, I mean, when I, all I get is, well, you know, my, my nephew came back from, you know, Cal Berkeley and they said, by, well, that's your nephew. It's not, it's, that's not typical of a young voter. But I repeat, I don't have the answer. Well, the university students, they're good activists. They come out if you can get them to, right? I mean, they're right now they're all protesting the war and they're protesting Biden. And these are kind of the people you would want. What percent of the under 30 vote uh-huh. at a four-year university? I, I, or particularly the under 30 voters of non-white. It's pretty high. That's, yeah. that's not, it's important. They, they make a lot of noise. They, they have energy. They're very creative young people, but they're not the only people that are not voting that are under 30. They're yeah. more, and they're probably the more likely to come out. To college and go to the entire goddamn Ivy League. Right. Now, you would know that because the press doesn't even understand anything that's not within 10 miles of salt water. Coastal elites is what you're saying, right? I'm not saying just that it's, it's, it's the Democrats. I'm saying it's the people that cover politics also. Right. You know, and, and everybody wants to speak to the younger college kids because marketers like them because they're going to make a lot of money over their lives. Mm-hmm. They're yep. provocative and we like to see them and talk to them. And, and you, you don't ever stop 
the guy that works in a tire shop, you know, repairing tires. All right. But that's more typical of a young person than a Stanford student. You're right. And the Stanford student's probably going to be the guy that gets quoted in the New York Times, right? And then we'll end up working there one day. Biden, though, in 2020 did win 61% of the voters between 18 and 29. So he did have it at some point. And he will probably get 61 this time. But 61 of what? Right? So in in the universe, about 17%, let's just say this is a consensus number, of the people who should vote on election day would be 30 under. But if you get 61% of 17 or 61% of 15, it's all the difference in the world. But also remember, if you're two points below your under 30 share, you have to be two points above your upper 30 share. So Mm -hmm. it's way more than 61% of two. It Mm. number becomes really big. When it comes to black voters, it should be 12. Hmm. I know anyone that thinks it's going to be any higher than 10 and a half. Well, I say, okay, well, they'll come back. You could get 92%. Okay, 92% of 12 as opposed to 92% of 10 and a half is huge. But remember, the non-black share has to go up. So you deal with yeah. challenging numbers at this point. You know, Kamala Harris is this, you know, historic African-American woman East Asian kind of has a you know more youthful feel. Like, wasn't she supposed to sort of help with this coalition? What's going on? You know, Stacey Abrams, the, the black share in 2022 uh-huh. was the lowest it had been since 2006. Interesting. And, and by the way, Joe Biden has been, let's just say this flat out, far and away, mm-hmm. by any metric that you have, the best president that black America's ever had. You, you look at the difference in employment figures, income, mm. access to health care. I mean, they're not equal whites, but they're, they're closer than they've ever been in history. And look at the people that he's appointed in his administration. Mm-hmm. The problem lies somewhere else, I think. That, that's what I think. I think. I think we can say this is not our main problem. Is it inflation? They're just like, okay. Sure it is. I, and I never use the I word. <laughs> I use C-O-L, cost of living. They talk about their lives in terms of the cost of living. Apparently, like people can remember to back to 2019, which I guess wasn't that long ago. And the prices have gone up substantially, like 25% since then. And perhaps that's like the memory of that period of time. The cost of living was less or the price of groceries was less even in 2019. And people can just recall the difference. And that's part of it. This is a strategic question. What is the one answer is, you know, inflation is starting to come down. We now have had a high, but we're 3%. We're only 1% above the Fed talk, whatever the fuck that means, okay? Mm-hmm. As opposed to, I understand that you're dealing with increased cost of living. We're putting the following policies in place to help you deal with that. Mm-hmm. All right, I think answer two is far superior to answer one. Yeah, but if people aren't feeling it right away, that's the problem. Maybe they will by the time of the election. Again, we understand that this is an issue with you. We have subsidies for health care costs. We try to drive down health insurance. We're trying mm-hmm. to make housing more affordable. We're, uh, we're actually drilling more oil to date than we have at any other time in American history. But if you say that, then the people at Princeton are going to go uh, climate change. So you kind of caught betwixt and between. But it is a fact. 
I mean, I hear this right wing shit that Biden's war on petroleum is killing the country. Actually, if, if it's a war, it ain't much of a war because we're drilling more than we ever have in history. Mm. The problem with a guy like me, yeah, I'll just be honest, I've been around for so long. Just a lot of, I'd call it vapid commentary of educated people talking to other educated people. Do you think we're doing that right now? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to keep it real. Right, right, right. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. You know, it's funny. I was talking to some people, part of these like groups that get out the vote groups, like NAACP. What are the other ones? Like, uh, you know, Planned Parenthood. And it doesn't feel like they're quite as, you know, intertwined with the campaign with the White House the way they were under Trump. Like, do you think these vehicles, these comms vehicles are really useful or are they kind of a waste of time? What do you think? You know, if, if you, it's kind of a, um, think of a better metaphor, but probably the most accurate one is the straighter you shoot, the more likely you are. Mm -hmm. It's it's not the vehicle. It's the Mm -hmm. attitude. It's that we have to show people that we understand the challenges that they face in everyday life Mm -hmm. and that we are the people that are trying to address this. And that mm-hmm. if the other side gets in, they just use you, they just exploit you, 
and tell you whatever you think you want to hear. They have no solution for anything. And mm-hmm. they want to take it already. If you take Obamacare out of the equation, yeah. you're going to cause a, a health to go up from, you know, X hundreds of billions of dollars that's coming right out of your pocket. All right? And yeah. if you let these schools, if you want to talk to more educated people, and it's unchecked tuition increases are just going to keep mm-hmm. eating eating away at you. We're trying to address that. And right. hope people understand that we it's a difficult problem for you. Trust me, we know it's a difficult problem for us, but we're hard at work trying to address it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of students are annoyed too. They didn't get the student loan forgiveness. And, you know, that's that was a big promise. That's that a fell promise flat. to people who went to college. Right. So I asked this question. I used to ask my students, so you have Jack and Jill, right? They, they live in Baton Rouge. They're twins, and, and they're both 3.8 students. And so mm-hmm. Jack says, you know, I think I'm going to go to Tulane because I want a more prestigious sheepskin. And Jill says, I don't know. I'll just, I'll just stay and go to LSU, and I'll get a job, and I'll work in the student union, the library. Right? So four years later, they both graduate. Should Jill have to help Jack pay his student loan off? I don't know. I, I had to pay my I, student loan off. I, I just asked the question, why should <laughs> that went to Indiana State pay off a student loan for somebody that went to Northwest? I get it. No, listen, I'm with you. I, I had to pay off student loans. Um, I chose my college because of scholarships. I wasn't, you know, my parent. I wasn't born with rich parents. <laughs> no, 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 you know, that would put you in the same position as the majority of Americans. Right. I wasn't either, but my children are more fortunate than I am, which is good. Right. I hope my kids will one day not have to worry about that stuff. But, you know, I get it. I get it. So to me, I think a lot of it is a comms problem, too. If there are all these great things happening, then, you know, why aren't people feeling it? Uh, Cost of living, obviously, is getting in the way. Um, Do you think surrogates even really, like, are they important for this crowd? Is surrogacy even a thing? I mean, if there's one thing I keep hearing is that, like, Democrats don't have a tribe anymore. Like Obama was their hope tribe and Trump was like a grievance tribe. And Biden used to be like Union Joe tribe. So Trump came in the Republicans had the establishment lane, the national security, right. the low tax lane. Well, Trump what lane, this stupid media shit. Yeah. You know, I don't think that there's a, if President Obama is obviously, they put him out in 2020, right? Pretty good. Right. I mean, he's certainly been you know, pretty outspoken about what's happening. I, you know, I, I don't know if there's kind of skeptical. I mean, it helps to have celebrity endorsement, particularly to raise money. But, uh, you know, you just have to flood the zone with, with saying, if, if you do this, it's going to cost you. You know, if you think this is expensive, wait till they take away all the safeguards that we have in place. And mm-hmm. they start raising your taxes, which, by the way, they're very out in the open. Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, they, they, their thing is, and nobody has seized on this, that everybody ought to pay an income tax. Now, do you understand what that means? The threshold is probably something, $55,000, $60,000. Mm-hmm. You make less than that, you don't pay federal income tax. You pay payroll tax on the highest percent of your income. So if I make a half a million dollars a year and you make $50,000 a year. Mm. I no longer pay payroll tax, Social Security tax, Medicare tax, after mm-hmm. it, I don't know, just say it's $100,000. It's something else, but it's around mm. that. 
you're paying that on every penny that you make. Mm-hmm. I, I stopped paying it once I crossed 100,000 threshold. So we're going to go take a hotel, mate, or a, 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 a bellhop yeah. hotel. And we're going to jack their taxes up like crazy. Warren Buffett famously said, the next dollar of income I make is significantly less tax than mm-hmm. the next dollar my secretary makes. You know, when, you, when all else is there, put fear. This is, and they also want to cut those security and Medicare. People look at that and they say, well, that's pandering to the elderly. Well, young people have parents. And yeah. if their parents are not making it, then they worry. They try to give money. It, it, some of them lived in multi-generational homes. Yep. That's life. But all of these think tanks and these right-wingers think that a, a hotel maid has a free ride in America today. You, you have a, a, a floor. You have to clean 20 rooms a day. And you've got some bitch supervisor riding your ass the whole day. And that's the way people live. They don't live in some theoretical world. Right, right, right. Let's just talk about this whole idea that like there is this, you know, and everyone's talking about this in Washington. And I I think people outside of Washington now think this is going to happen, that the president will be swapped out for another candidate. What do you think about that? I've always thought that we should have an open primary. The talent in a Democratic Party is so staggering that if people saw it, that they would become excited again. The, the president does not excite people. It's very clear. I was mm-hmm. hoping that we end, would end up in a different place. Well, we're not there. And all I can tell you is what they told us in the Marine Corps, wish in one hand and ship in the other and see which one fills up the fastest. <laughs> I, I can assure you I know the answer to that. That's quite a, uh, a phrase. That's <laughs> um, true. Yeah, I just, it just, I think we kind of need to, Put it to rest that they're going to swap them out. Like we need to explain that to people. That's not happening. As of this moment, I don't see any evidence of that. Yeah, I and also it's like we're way behind. If there was ever going to be a primary, they couldn't even hold one now. It seems doubtful. And your feelings right now too is Trump will be on the. Let's make some predictions. Trump will be on the on the ticket as the Republican nominee. Very in my career, a, a mentor of mine says, "Don't try to predict elections. Try to affect elections." I had uh, dinner with Doc Rivers, the famous basketball coach. He's now an analyst at the NBA, All-American, yeah. Marquette. I don't think Doc has a much better idea than I do who's going to win mm-hmm. the NBA championship. Maybe I say, well, I don't know. Milwaukee looks pretty good, but you can't count Boston out. Mm-hmm. You know, Denver's a defending champion. and uh, You know, shit. It's all of a sudden, you know. Yeah. You don't like to make predictions. Especially about the future. I just assume everyone will forget anyway. But uh, here's something I'm wondering. I wonder if the anger about the war um, will have subsided a year from now. Like, I know it's a, you know, we've got about a year until the elections. What we're, what people are, you know, angry about now might be different. I I think somebody sent me a thing, right? Let me just find this. And and, uh, please bear with me, okay? Because it's important. Okay. Texas Republican Party rejects ban on associating with Nazi sympathizers. So, which is the party? Do young people know that? When they, yeah, they right. are they aware of that, or they are that they just mouthing off shit that they don't know anything about? I think the I think the second is more likely. So you hear these people on Fox. Uh, 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 the Democrats have become anti-Semitic. Really? 
I don't think any Democrat wants Nazi sympathizers around. I, I think right. that's the very definition of an anti-Semite, don't you? And do you think that if, if you were a Muslim or a, pers- a, a non-white person, how fast would the Nazis kill you? I can tell you how fast they'd kill you instantly. It could be that the media is so fragmented, young people aren't catching this kind of stuff. I, I actually didn't know about that. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But <laughs> when someone doesn't want to look for the truth, there's not much yeah. chance you're going to find the truth. Because it's probably yeah. not just going to come up and smack you right in the face. There's going to be some issues, though, in Michigan, though. There's a very large Arab Muslim population there. That's what democracy has. By the way, in Florida, which I think has some chance to be more competitive than people think, a pretty Mm. significant Muslim vote there. And when when elections are really close, out here in Los Angeles, California's, you know, pretty pretty safe place. Uh, But when elections are this close... Every vote counts. Yeah. Trump only lost by like, what, 50,000 votes in some of these states, in the swing states? You get it. You develop a narrative and people buy in to a jackass narrative. And Mm. then you can't unring the bell. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, This was great. Uh, I guess still unclear what to do about the youth vote. Maybe they'll just come out like they say. I'm open to ideas. I'm, I'm talking to people, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, better to light one candle than curse the darkness. Do you think it's like, okay, they just go to, I mean, I know we keep talking about this, but like start talking to like younger media or start doing interviews that are TikTok Shop. or. Yeah, her. yeah should Biden and have a TikTok dance? Of the people under 30 are on TikTok. Every, every, every under, you'd be surprised. You don't talk to anybody that doesn't that doesn't have a college degree. I do talk to a lot of people that don't have college degrees. I'm, you know, I'm a child of immigrants. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a. That's not my. That's not my. Yeah. Okay, but when I, got it, got it. I hear somebody say that, mm-hmm. you know, when I ran the Clinton campaign in '92, we had the College Democrat mm. come back and say, "Well, we've just been to Duke, and what the shit are you doing at Duke? Why are you not at?" Northern Virginia, or why are you not in the laborers line in the morning? Well, I find out young people is they all think all young people are like them. They all certain social media. They all, and the truth of the matter is, it's not even half. I don't know the number, but it's not. It's much. You think? Right, right. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Enjoy LA. Don't talk too much to the kids there because they probably don't represent the kids that uh, you know, you're you're trying to get in touch with. I'm trying not to be rude to people. I try to pay attention to everybody, even people that have yeah. no idea what they're talking about. But that's okay. I don't have any idea what I'm talking about. A lot of things, even <laughs> I didn't have much of an idea about anything. I like your uh, your um, modesty. All right. Well, thanks so much, and uh, we'll we'll catch it back up. That comes as a result of being wrong about a lot of things for a long time. <laughs> Thank you. That was another episode of Somebody's Gotta Win. I'm your host, Tara Palmieri. I want to thank my producers, Christopher Sutton and Connor Nevins. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate it, share it with your friends. If you like my reporting, please sign up for my newsletter, The Best and the Brightest at 
puck.news slash Tara Palmieri. And you get 20% off with the discount code Tara20. That's T-A-R-A-2-0. Um, I'll be back on Thursday with our very favorite guest, uh, Julie Mason, to break down the latest GOP debate. I will be with her again on the couch talking it all through. See you on Thursday. Thursday.